Hello, and welcome to the Boss Podcast. Um, I'm Holly, your host for this week, episode two. Um, and with me today, uh, as will be the, as always, and will be the case going forward, uh, we have Luca. Hello. And uh, we have Buck. Hey. Yeah, and uh, we're an Agents of Shield rewatch podcast uh, where Luca and I guide Buck, who has never seen the show before, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love for the show. It's 2020. <laughs> it's we 2020. Did it. We made it, it to 2020. We're all in quarantine. Life sucks, but quarantine. it's okay. Life that sucks. means our show is officially a year long, right? It's a year running. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's yes. how that works. <laughs> Episode one hasn't even technically been released yet. Um, no. But, you know. Uh, God. Life gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Last time, I guess two weeks ago, depending on how release stuff works because it's all kind of a fact right now um we watched the pilot and this week we're watching season one episode two titled uh 084 uh in which the newly formed gang uh travels to peru to retrieve uh an object that they identify as an 084 uh, which we will get into what that is specifically um this episode is also just about the team kind of coming together as like a cohesive unit so yeah we can get into it uh but if anyone has any general reactions uh kind of like about going into this episode then uh now's the time um i really appreciate the way that this episode connected to the previous episode like just in terms of the previous episode set up the beginning of this episode i thought that was really cool mm-hmm yep that's how TV shows yeah. work. <laughs> well, no, it, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, it's less, you don't see that a lot in TV shows where it's, like, directly referencing the next episode, like, what it's going to yeah. be about. Yeah, you know I was going to get into this at the end of the episode, but I, I can talk about it now, where the, season, the beginning of season one is still so wild to me to go back and watch, because it is this more Mission of the Week style show, whereas, like, mm-hmm. like what you said there to me, Buck, is very funny, because, like, pretty much after season one, and, like, even towards the end of season one, it very quickly stops being that and just be like, okay, this is just a full <laughs> running long, one long thing. Um, right, like more of a serial yeah. thing, like or less of a serial yeah, thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do, I do find it interesting where it is, it is still like this thing happens and then this thing happens and this thing happens, but it is still kind of parceled up into these missions of like the week style thing. Yeah, I thought. They use a lot of humor in this episode, which is a running theme on this show. Some of it lands better than others. I will get into that when we get into the recap. Yeah, it's just, it's a very fun take on the MCU uh, in these first couple episodes. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's heavy stuff, definitely. But it's framed in a very, like, there's a lot of humor still, even though it's dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also very funny calling season one dark <laughs> compared to where it goes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you are not, you're not setting yeah. up expectations for. Let's just say I've got expectations now. It's all good. Just wait till episode six. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Episode six is already um, starts going. Yeah, you'll yeah. see. So we can dive yeah. right into the episode then, where we have the cold open. Uh, it's a shot of the bus uh, flying through the air. 
there's a rate there's a bit of radio chatter and then a hole explodes in the side of it and that dude flies out. Um yeah. <laughs> yep. I thought that was Coulson when I watched it, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There he is. He's dead now. He's dead again. That's him. We yeah. brought him back for a whole series, and then we killed him in the first two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, also, yeah, just stop me, again, because it's been a fucking years since we did this, so just stop me if you uh, have anything to say, because I'm just going to uh, speed through this. Um, I thought that was a smart way to, uh, you know introduce the episode is have it start in the yeah, middle of yeah. everything rather than yeah. mm-hmm. in Peru, you know. Yeah, it definitely like sets obviously it sets up the tension of the episode, which is like why does Coastland sound fine yeah. here when the plane is exploding? <laughs> Who yeah. are these people that they're fighting? <laughs> um but yeah, and yeah. then immediately after that, uh it goes to nineteen hours earlier, uh and we get a shot of Sky moving all of her stuff out of her van. Uh and onto the bus. She says goodbye to her van. Um, her van is great. Uh, yeah. And then right after that, we get a scene of Ward and May talking with Coulson, kind of objecting, or rather, Ward's objecting, and May's kind of just nodding along that Sky shouldn't be brought onto this team because she's a liability. She's a hacker. She hacked us. Blah 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 blah. And Coulson's just like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm bringing her onto the team. Um, he also makes a point to say Fitz and Simmons are not combat trained, and they're bringing yeah, I believe that was not combat. Yeah, I believe person, that also brought which they brought they brought that up a couple times now, which you know. <laughs> um, Votes well for both Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no there's no problems coming from that. No, no, definitely not. But I this this opening shot of of them getting on the bus is so cute because Fitz's little crush on Skye's uh definitely evident here. He's like, Oh, your bunk is right next to mine. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Um the that is wild because, like, I for that sequence where they're inviting uh, Sky, Fitz and Simmons are inviting Sky into the plane. It almost starts like Fitz Simmons is the one who's excited, and and Fitz is more in like that ward camp where he's just like surprised that it's happening and not, but not super into it. And then very quickly, it, it the client flips and he's just the one like guy like oh we all like Simmons just like oh we should find our fuck and Fitz is immediately like there's only one fuck left. And it's right next to mine here. <laughs> Let me grab all of your stuff and put it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> also, can we just real quick? The fact that the bunks on this plane don't have walls that go all the way up to the yeah, screen, that's gonna be yeah. a privacy thing, right? Uh, I have always wondered about that. <laughs> I also want to point out I don't want to spend too long on this, but they have branded water bottles on the they plane. Do that have they just hand water out. <laughs> I actually, um, a couple years ago, I got to see Elizabeth and e- uh, Ian, who play Fitz and Simmons, at a, a, con- a <laughs> Comic-Con. And um, they they were like, we definitely stole those water bottles that had <laughs> <laughs> the branded <laughs> yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. logos on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get Coulson being a, the cool dad here, and just being like, hey, <laughs> we should... Sky is quirky and different, and she should be. I want her on the team. Um, yeah. Yeah. We also get the bit where Ward says, uh, "We got the call for an 084, and we all know what that means." And Colson says, "That means we don't know what it means," <laughs> which is a great line. <laughs> yep. That's um, very good. 
Yeah, and... that, that the 084 thing. I, did we ever get a reason why it's called an 084? I can't remember. I know they talk about the first 084 later in the series. They do talk about the first one. But I, I thought they talked about the first one in this episode, didn't they? No, they no, talked so about the previous... I'll get oh, to that. Oh, they talked about yeah. the previous one. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, so the next bit after this is Coulson and Sky having a chat, where uh, Coulson basically explains that Fury, Nick Fury, gave him this plane uh, and let him pick this team, and basically this whole operation is kind of like... Uh, like a thank you gift for getting stabbed. Um, he mentions yeah. his trip to Tahiti and then explains that they're explains to Sky that they're going to Peru to uh, recover an 084, um, and explains to this guy that uh, to Sky that an 084 is basically just an unidentified object that Shield that's like in Shield's wheelhouse. So like alien stuff, super science stuff, you know everything. Yeah, like. and Sky asks. I can't remember if Sky asked in this scene or in the last scene, but at some point he's like, the last one was a hammer. Ooh, MCU stuff, yeah. yeah. They have the the short clip of that, I think, that specific. I don't know if that's tied specifically to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or not, but it's out there somewhere. Uh, Well, the whole first um, Thor movie has Coulson showing up to New Mexico to get the hammer. Oh, right. That is Coulson. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Coulson's in these movies, man. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he was in the very first Iron Man. So. He was. He was like an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they go to Peru. Fitzsimmons geek out over the animals. Fitz is all excited about the monkeys. This is where we get introduced to Fitz's love of monkeys. Um, and yes. Gemma's love of <laughs> extremely dangerous wildlife. <laughs> Yeah, something about toxins and poisons. Yeah, very excitedly She's just stating. A very odd duck. Yeah, <laughs> very excitedly stating that dengue fever has no vaccine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, then there's another exchange that I uh, liked with a Coulson and Sky, where Coulson, uh, basic or Sky suggests that like, hey, if this 084 thing is dangerous, we should alert the public and and just make sure everyone's kind of like knows what's going on and and Coulson's just like ah, actually no don't do that and instead yeah. Yeah. I'm might have you keep it quiet if things start to get out and like lie to people and and there's a very the note that I have here is that I just love how direct and Coulson Sky are with each other like right off the bat like Sky just says straight mm-hmm. to his face it's like oh so you're asking me to do I go something exactly. go against everything I believe in which is again like trans because yeah. of the yeah. whole rising tide thing. Her her whole thing is like transparency of information and stuff like that. And Coulson's just like just straight up like yep, and then like just leaves it at that. Um, and so yeah, I I I did just like that as a moment of like the only reason why Sky is here at all is because of Coulson um, and the kind of like kinship that they have with each other. But they still like represent these very like diametric or not diametric is probably not the right word like opposing views about this kind of stuff right uh, right i also feel like that little exchange ties into like uh the whole episode there's this kind of like what's my job on the team like what am i supposed to be doing here thing mm-hmm. with sky and like it's not really demonstrated but there he says like if things go wrong you know you cover it up and make sure the public doesn't know which is like i don't know it's a little hint yeah well there's a bit later on 
Yeah, I feel like... Every, Go ahead, Luca. I just feel like she's... Everyone's still learning, like, what her role is, and so is she. Right. Yeah, because yeah, cause there is a bit later on. I don't think I wrote it down in the episode outline, so I'm not exactly sure where it is. But Ward, like, Ward's giving everyone shit, and then, like, Sky says something, and then Ward's just like, what are what's your job here again and that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of just shuts Kai up because she really doesn't know what her job here is um uh and yeah there's uh a big temple oh oh oh, oh yeah yeah we haven't got to the temple yet yeah anyway, uh there's a big temple i think they say it's an incan temple which sure um and <laughs> Uh, the 084 is, uh, they reveal that the 084 is just this weird kind of, like, chunk of machine that's just kind of, like, wedged into the wall of the temple. Um, and, like, the reason why it's mysterious is because, like, this piece of advanced technology that's just kind of, like, stuck in the wall of this temple. Um, Simmons suggests that it might be alien. Fitz says that it might even be German. (laughs) Um. Quite a dichotomy there. Yeah. Um. Or potentially both. Yeah. Dun uh, dun dun. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, then there's a bit. Well, then they're ambushed, kind of. Um, Sorry, I don't. I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want. I also don't want to skip over the part where they uh, are talking about how it's potentially dangerous and how it's. Yeah got photons in it or something. I don't remember what the specific it's, exchange was. It, they say it has Tesseract energy in it. Yeah. Which is they, well, the thing is... Right. Yeah. Right. The thing they don't even establish that at this point. Um, they're just like, it's it's weird and we don't really know what it is. Um, because part of the tension that comes later on between Ward and Fitz later is that Fitz is just like, it was dangerous and Ward's just like, you didn't tell me how it was dangerous and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how they're, like, in the temple, and Gemma is like, oh, this thing is, like, possibly thousands of years old. And I'm like, this thing does not look thousands of years old. <laughs> um, that just always trips me up in this episode. Yeah, I assume they meant to say the the rock behind it was whatever, but... Yeah. Not the actual object. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, they're, they're writing in these early episodes is a little bit strange. Um, but we get to see the dwarves again. Yeah, so. the dwarves show up I, again. That's nice. Uh, I also think it's interesting. Sorry, I also think no. it's interesting how they just come in and the explorer guy was like, "Yeah, it's yours. Like you could just." I know yeah. that they have some sort of domain over it, but yeah, no, they literally say at some point. Coulson says like an O eight four supersedes all like national laws and i'm like by whose authority i mean okay we'll like this season goes places we'll get we'll there get into we'll get who's there authority. yeah um but for right now it's like well who who like died and made yeah king? yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah like i'm pretty sure shield is a u.s based organization and uh last i checked the u.s didn't have domain yeah. over the whole well, i think world. it's like i well i yeah, think well, it's a u.s based well, organization but there's like that whole fucking council bullshit anyway um uh they're cops but uh yeah there's there's a exchange between ward and may where we get introduced to may's classic line uh or ward asks her why she doesn't carry a sidearm and may's just like if i need a gun i'll take one which is just the most kick-ass line um yeah ward calls her the cavalry she says never to call her that um 
which is kind of like the first sign we get of like May's side of the story there, because I believe the only time the cavalry's been brought up was when May has not been present. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. this is the first time that someone has called her that to her face. Interesting reaction. I'm sure we'll never get the story behind yeah, that. Yeah, she doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame that threat is lost. Yeah. <laughs> Ward also specifically mentions Bahrain. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I heard that, but I was like, I don't know where that is. So. Yeah, Agents of Shield fan. No, Agents of Shield fans. No, <laughs> that's then. We know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's definitely May is definitely one of the most mysterious characters because she doesn't really talk that much. Yeah. Um. So at this point in the story, she's definitely like sort of an enigma. Her her get up like compared to the rest of the team too is very more, it's much more professional in a way like yeah it's utilitarian you know yeah definitely she's like she's here for business yeah like, she's not right. playing around um yeah and then the two of them get ambushed or rather Ward spots an ambush and just like takes out a guy and May immediately no, takes I have out to two say, guys cannot, and steals both of their guns which she does great. Um, the worst relationship on this show, which is Coulson and Camilla's like weird flirting. Yep, I was about to get there. I was about oh. to get there because it is oh. then revealed that uh, the soldiers that just ambushed them are Peruvian military soldiers under the command of Commandant Camilla Reyes, I guess, um, <sighs> who uh, immediately Coulson and her meet. And recognize each other, uh, and they would 100% fucked, <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable. It's yeah, very uncomfortable. Just like Coulson gives off like like tropical dad vibes. Yes, like, he really like, does. And then Camilla is just like she does not look older than 25. She's definitely yeah. She's older. just like your no, yeah, but you know, yeah, like, she's not. I mean, she's yeah, she's like your standard. <laughs> yeah, she's just your standard like Hollywood like yeah. latinx act- hot actress which is like really rough <laughs> to see them like do that stuff here but like the other note that i have is just like i figured out what about the costumes this early on throws me off and they're it's just that they're just so crisp like yes. all of these like peruvian soldiers uh, uniforms so are just so crisp but they look yeah. like they just came out of the dry cleaners and shit like at so the beginning it- of the episode the same thing happens with Sky. Like she comes off her like fucking van, and she's like in this cute little chic mid two thousand dress and boots. And I'm like, you live in a van. <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah, like this is the most like like mainstream TV ass shit. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's uh, we're still a figuring bit rough. it out. <laughs> we're getting there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, I do. I did notice that too. Is that everything's very clean? <laughs> yeah, they needed to have this like sexy Latinx lady. Um, yeah. Play yeah. this so American. Just like, this is my ex, and it's like soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What happens next? Uh, I believe it is that. Uh, Sky. They everyone kind of goes back in the temple, uh, realizing that you know we're all friends here. Um, for now. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Uh, and Sky and Ward have another brief exchange, uh, kind of like that was like echoing 
uh, a conversation that they had in the first episode, or like not a conversation, but like an exchange that they had in the first episode, kind of about the rising tide and and for like their competing worldviews and stuff, where they mention Sky brings up the idea that there are rebels in this area that are rebelling against the proving government's mining practices, I believe it was. Um, and she calls the fact that they are fighting back kick-ass, I believe is the phrase that she uses. Yeah. Um, and Ward calls her out for calling, like, for basically saying that all the violence is kick-ass. And Sky immediately starts to kind of backpedal and say, well, I, I, you know I didn't mean it like that. And um, Ward basically calls her out, just like, yeah, no, you didn't mean that here. You That's what you type out in your laptop in your van where it's safe. And uh, Ward can fuck off. <laughs> um, that was just, yeah, that was just so Yeah, rough. like... Well, I mean, he's got a point. Like, Sky has never... Like, even though she lives in a van, um, you know, she comes off as this very naive young girl who's, like, still very green around the ears, doesn't really know about the world... So, I mean, I get where Ward's coming from. He's like, you have never been in an active combat or rebellion situation. So I mean, he, he's, he does have a point, but he could have come off less lone wolfy. You know what I mean? Well, oh, like, definitely. yeah, like, I, get, totally I get his point, and he is a dick. But, like, at the same time, and they, I do, res- like, I get the idea that, like, Sky, they're trying to make Sky seem a little bit naive. And they... They come back to this specific conversation later in the episode, which I also want to bring it up there. But, like, the thing that rubs me the wrong way here... Well, one is, like, Ward's actually making, like, a half-decent point. But at the same time, like, the... And I can... I'm never... Like, this show's never gonna talk about my politics. Like, I know that. <laughs> I've watched the show enough <laughs> to know that. But, um, and I get that Ward is, uh, has his own opinions, and these opinions that he has are very aligned with his character, uh, but also he can fuck off with that, um, violence isn't the answer bullshit, especially when he kicks, dude, it kills people for a living, so, you know, um. That's true. He's kind of a hypocrite. Also, just to reference the first episode, his people skills are steaming pile. They are pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, then there's another exchange between Colson and Camilla where she feeds him chocolate, uh, and he's just a he claims that he's just a simple dude who likes a little bit of sugar in his chocolate. Um, God, I just th- these two. I'm glad that <laughs> Camilla never shows back. We up never again. see her again. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't do it. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the um, early Agents of Shield villains are just not the best at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, then everyone's attacked by said rebels. Uh, they kill a bunch of them, I guess, uh, and they escape. Uh, Ward, or well, they don't escape yet because first Ward has to rip the O84 out from the wall, much to Fitz's dismay. Um, Yes. And then he uses Ward uses a cool shockwavey thing. Um, I do want to point out one of my favorite tropes that they did was where he's saying stuff and then Ward's just like in English, please. Yeah, yeah, like, they do that a lot. They do that them. a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Because um, <laughs> they like they just have this like babble between them that like 
no one else really gets because it not it doesn't really make sense. You have to have a couple PhDs to understand it. Yeah, a couple PhDs in languages that you can't pronounce, like biology and chemistry. So, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's this is also a part or like the like another part where we see and like this is what the whole episode is about so i don't want to dwell on it but this is i think my favorite example of it where during this whole escape thing ward uses this cool shock wavy grenade spike thing uh that never gets used again in the entire series as far as i'm aware i i noticed that too oh my god um, i said the same thing in my notes uh, i was like we'd never see this thing again <laughs> uh well they only had the one apparently i guess um I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that really was one it. billion dollars, <laughs> and they used it there. Um, I, it's yeah. Yeah, uh, but the, the the thing that I was going to say is that this is where we see as they're trying to escape. It's just like uh, like sequence after sequence of them all being like super dysfunctional, where like Ward just rips the thing out, fits, starts yelling at him, but Ward just like fuck off and like walks out and then they all like walk out into active gunfire and we're just like it's just like yeah. stay back and then they all like stumble back down the stairs and like almost fall over each other um and then like immediate hard cut to colson and camille like back to back doing like some like spinny like coordinated superhero uh, shit uh, yeah um, i don't like camilla but i love fight scenes yeah where you're back to back yeah shooting things. yeah it's um, great and yeah i think this is like probably my favorite example throughout the entire episode like just like their dysfunction because it's not it's not like it's not like super it's just in it's just in the like the kind of moves and the actions that they're taking through this whole escape sequence rather than them just yelling at each other and being deliberately uncooperative um or it just shows that like how they're very much not used to taking directions from each other and they did point out at the beginning of this episode that this is their second mission technically and that sky was the first yeah yeah Yeah. they're still very fresh yeah they'll (laughs) yeah they get yeah it's it's a moment where they're just like it's a moment of crisis and they just cannot sync up with each other um no uh and yeah uh they get away because May picks them up in a car. And they drive back to the bus. And then when they're back on the bus, uh, Fitz explains that the 084, this is what we said before, the 084 is Tesseract power, uh, Tesseract powered, so built by Hydra. Uh, there's gamma radiation. Uh, Ward says, is that, does that mean it's nuclear? Coulson says that means it's much worse. And then they all take a synchronized <laughs> step back away from the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great moment. So now you can be yeah. in sync. I get right. Um, also, that I don't, I never get that because it's like, okay, now you're one step further away from the <laughs> nuclear device. Well, maybe, maybe that one step will save you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have to laugh at like in how they're in the the car and Fitz is like, oh, I'm gonna open a window. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Gemma. It's just like Fitz is just like with the gun. Yeah, Fitz is just like we cannot be driving this quickly. This thing could explode and murder everything. And uh, yeah. and uh. Gemma is just like, oh, if it's gonna overheat, I'll just open the window, and then the car immediately gets. <laughs> and then there's like active yeah. gunfire happening, um, and then everyone yells at Gemma. Um, uh, but yeah, that was a kind of a harebrained idea to be. Yeah, there. look, my girl. Look, she's trying yeah, to solve my girl a solution is... for a problem. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Fitz said that she was having a problem. <laughs> Fitz said that he was having a problem, and Gemma tried to fix it. You know. Yeah, right. that's like their whole relationship. 
It's like one of them has a problem, the other one's like, oh, here's a solution. Right. Unfortunately, we did not consider the fact that there's other factors. But yeah, then now everyone's pissed at each other. Uh, May is pissed at Coulson because uh, uh, Coulson promised that she wouldn't see any combat. Uh, May gives him the cold shoulder. And then she got shot and at. she got shot at, yeah. Uh, May gives him the cold shoulder. Uh, and I just love their dynamic a lot. Just like May, like like May is actively pissed at him, but Colston still feels the need to like be humorous and jokey, even like when he's taking the cold shoulder. Um, I like how obvious they make it that they have like history, like working yeah. together at least somehow. Yeah, like because yeah, you can yeah, tell yeah. Colston's used to this and like knows how to react to it because he's just like he like leaves that he's like he knows that May is specifically pissed at him, but he still leaves that and was just going like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is a great time." <laughs> It's just like, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I have. To, I love their little cockpit talk. It's so funny because May is just like the way she passively ag- aggressively flips that switch like halfway through the scene is like the yeah. funniest thing. Honestly, really like a is. perfect move. Um, Warden Colson or Warden Fitz are pissed at each other. They're yelling at each other a lot. Um, I love how rowdy Fitz gets and just like fucking like puts the screws to Ward. Like he just fucking does not like that dude at all. And uh, mood. Um, you know what? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ward is yelling at Fitz. Just like if it was so dangerous, why didn't he tell me? And Fitz is just like, I was fucking telling you, you big dumbass. <laughs> um, <laughs> you weren't um, listening to me. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, exchange where Fitz is just like I was using the Queen's bloody English. Ward says, "I speak regular English." Uh, like like Ron, <laughs> yeah, and might explode. Yeah, <laughs> and then Fitz says the all-time best line, which is, "Wow, congratulations, Agent Ward! You managed to string three words together in a sentence." <laughs> I love him. Sorry, I love sassy Fitz like more it's than so life good. itself. Yeah. Um. And he just like <laughs> when he's when he gets sassy, it's just like the best thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, then they kind of drag everyone else into their uh, argument, and at that point, Coulson comes in and checks on everyone. And uh, Sky states her concern that she thought she was the one out of place, but really, everyone here seems to have no fucking idea what they're doing. Um, revealing, and she learns the fact that this is only their second mission that she was there first uh which she finds cute yeah i have to laugh here when colson is literally like like telling them to get their shit in line yeah i have and he literally says at at one point like uh simmons you have two phds in fields i can't even pronounce but her phds are literally in biology and chemistry i know (laughs) it's so funny um yeah i'm like so what can you not pronounce here right which one is it yeah (laughs) like my my favorite part about that scene was when sky suggests that she should be team captain yeah it's like she was kidding but really was she kidding though yeah she like looks around the room yeah yeah, I, yeah, I love that exchange when like Coulson at the end of that scene, Coulson basically tells them to shit to get, to get their shit together. Um, he's like, "Ward, you speak six languages. Simmons, you have two PhDs in fields I can't pronounce. And Fitz, you're a literal rocket science. So you all need to get your yeah. shit together." <laughs> um, and then he leaves, and Sky's just like, "I, I, I can do stuff too." <laughs> yeah, Sky's <laughs> um, like, "I contribute to this team <laughs> somehow." <laughs> Yeah, uh, then there's kind of a cut, and Fitzsimmons have, or 
alone in the lab now, and they're kind of like doing their hollow table banter, uh, examining the 084. Um, they talk about whether or not they should have come into the field, um, which, you know, fair, given everything that just happened. Uh, and they also discovered that this thing, the 084, is a giant tesseract laser. Or not a giant tesseract laser, but like a tesseract laser. A small tesseract laser. A small laser. Te- tesseract <laughs> laser. Um, I love every scene with the hollow table. It's, it's so just good. such a well done effect. Yeah, it's also just like, what is like optical something or other. Or no, that was part of the machine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I do think they um, just call it the hollow yeah. table. Um, we call it the hollow table. I think it has another name, but I don't. I don't think it's ever used. Yeah. I think everyone just calls it the hollow table. But it's it's so funny because they have no personal space at all <laughs> in that scene either. <laughs> They are like right up against each other, and like neither of them cares. <laughs> yeah, it's such a the hollow table is such a great device to get the two of them on screen, like one in like alone together, so they have space to kind of like to yeah. banter with each other privately. But also, it's at the same time we get to see them be competent at what they do really well, which is do science mm-hmm. together um, in the lab. Yeah, yeah really more than. Yeah, like, that's definitely, like, the place where they are most comfortable is, like, that lab. You can tell just by, like, the way he's, like, manipulating the, like, holograms on the holotable and stuff that he's, like, that's, at least Fitz, that's, in Simmons, like, that's their shit, like. Yeah. It's, and, like, uh, yeah, I just love that effect. I think it's, like, the best effect on the show. (laughs) (laughs) At least at this point. Yep, there's a small shot here that I just want to call out just because I love Sky School of Girl so much where she's like being contemplative in her cabin alone. Um, I really like the Hula Girl. It's just like a thing that she carries around with her as like a like a memory of where yeah. she kind of come fr- comes yeah. from because she goes off the chain really quickly. Um, and yeah, uh, then we get uh, a Ward and Sky scene again um, where... Uh, Sky shows up and it's just like, hey, we might have gotten off on the wrong foot just in general. Um, so I wanted to take this opportunity to bring up our previous discussion. You know, not start. You might have thought I wanted to start over, but no. Um, and Sky basically elaborates on the fact that she's not. She basically says that, like, hey, I'm not as naive as you think I am. I understand that this shit is not the best. But she really admires the fact that these soldiers uh, or these rebels would, like, get together and, like, fight for what they believe in. Like, she really admires that. And um... I think I think her line was, like, one person doesn't have the whole solution, but if 100 people have 1% of the solution. Yeah, then... yeah. She basically... Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines in the series. Yeah, she basically warred because she... She know I'm not sure if Ward's ever told her specifically, but the one thing that's been brought up over and over again is that Ward's trained to be the whole solution, is how he puts it. That he's the one who solves the problem all by himself. And Sky basically throws that back in his face, and it's just like, nobody has 100% of the solution. But if 100 people have 1% of the solution and all manage to come together, then they can do something amazing. Um, and she describes it as pieces solving a puzzle, which is also a really good line. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ward basically just says, well, we have to just have different worldviews then, I guess. And I'm just like, okay, fuck yeah. off, Ward. Um, <laughs> um, but the, it is a nice moment. 
and I do see why in season one, a lot of people on Tumblr shipped Ward and Sky. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely. I mean, at this point, there's some clear ships emerging, emerging, and that's definitely one of them. Season one was uh, who was it written by again? It was that I forget his name. Josh. Josh well, Whedon. Josh right. Jevonmo. Okay. I think wrote most of season one. So. Oh okay. I thought for some reason we'd talked about Josh Whedon writing season one. Well, Josh. So. Josh is the Wait, is it executive producer. Josh or Joss? I thought it was Joss Whedon. Joss. Joss. Yeah. Joss. And then Jeb and Mo. Jeb Whedon and Marissa Tancheron are the showrunners. So they're oh, in charge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, not shitheads. I'm not sure how much Josh Joss had control of in this first season. but Probably just like in terms of... Mar- navigating Marvel like MCU yeah. stuff. I think he's much more like yeah. the back end. Adding a lot of douchebaggery that I would suspect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> From, yeah. The From the shadows. Um, yeah, but like, again, this is another instance where I know I talked about this a lot during episode one and I'll, I'll continue to bring it up as I think about it, but this is another example of the show bringing in like pretty real political stuff, like the idea of like Rebels rebelling against an authoritarian government um that it just kind of brings up as like a weird plot device but doesn't really ever address it or come to any sort of meaningful conclusion yeah um Mm -hmm. and that kind of sucks but um at the same time like they do it very deliberately they do it they do stuff like that throughout the show that's even more deliberate where they're it feels like they're trying to say something and not just using it as like a device for characters to like state their worldviews um like it seems like oh we want to talk about this specific thing uh and then they also don't do anything with that so um you know that's a running theme i think this scene is really great because it it shows how much of like their foils to each other Mm. which is like what they were to me it's what they were written like with that in mind, is that they're both foils to each other. Yeah, and, like, later on when May assigns... Or, well, she doesn't really assign, but she suggests to Ward that, you know, maybe you should be her SO. I think it's very intentional that she's like, well, maybe you could learn something from each yeah. other. Like, I do really like this, because they're, they are setting up... Well, first of all, they set up the dynamic that, one, this group is operating outside of S.H.I.E.L.D. norms. So it's already kind of breaking from, like, the strict militaristic, like, operating procedure, procedure of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, two, they've introduced Sky, who's kind of like this, like, rogue agent, who is kind of, like, bringing in this more more idealistic, more, um, not naive, but, yeah, I guess idealistic is probably the best way to put it in terms of, like, how the show thinks of it, um, way of kind of doing things. Um, that mesh on some way meshes with Col- of the way Coulson, the direction that Coulson wants to take this team, but also goes against a lot of the stuff that um, it seems that Shield is about. So it's interesting to see them right. all mesh with each other, but also clash against each other. I think that's a um, a very good thing that this show does. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. So yeah. Coulson shows Camilla his nerd collection, which is sucks, not, but not a euphemism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which sucks because we get to see more of Camilla, who is not great. But um, 
but we get also get to see Coulson's nerd collection, which is also great because he's a nerd. We get yeah. an update on Lola. Yeah, Lola's doing fine. Yeah, and then Camilla reveals that she wants to quote unquote reminisce with Coulson. <laughs> Make um, some new memories. Yeah, just like the van in Peru or whatever they said, and I was like, the RV in Peru, and I was like, oh man, where would Pusco or something or Busco or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, yeah, Coulson immediately sees through her bullshit and realizes that she's trying to pull something, kind of at the same time that Ward realizes that they're trying to pull something. Um, and, uh, the note that I have here is Coulson is the only straight dude who doesn't think with his dick, and I love him for it. Um. (laughs) Thank God for uh, that. Yeah. They'd all be dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they 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 get there's a fight uh it turns out that camilla was a bad guy all along uh weird <laughs> um, what a shock shocking uh and she take uh they try to like basically take the 084 back um the crew the team fights back fairly successfully until fitz is taken uh kind of like somebody grabs him and puts a scalpel to his neck kind of forcing everyone to stand down Everyone's kind of uh, captured. Uh, the whole May is also knocked out while she's in the cockpit with some gas, uh, and the cockpit is taken over. And everyone except Coulson is thrown in the hangar. I, sorry, I just want to say like these are Peruvian uh, military members, right? How did they get that thing that drills a hole in the door? I and don't. Gas? I don't know. Good Who question. knows? Um, <laughs> But yeah, because those are like those must be like super. They're age. They're shield. Yeah, boys. that's some like. That, yeah, that's some. Well, to be fair, that this is just like <laughs> this seems to be just like a big plane that they've kind of like turned into this like mobile command thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's also a government plane. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, there, there's no reason why they should have it, but they have it. So, anyway, they throw everyone except for Coulson into the hangar, uh, and Coulson's being held up. Uh, kind of on the main deck so that when shield hq or whatever calls and asks them to verify the flight plans or whatever um colson can basically just say yep everything's good here uh or else camilla will throw everyone out the hangar and yeah there's some nice uh team bonding in captivity (laughs) uh award reveals (laughs) to everyone uh, who didn't know uh which just just fits in Simmons at this point, that May is, in fact, the cavalry. Uh, May still does not enjoy being called that. I also love that Sky is just... That means nothing to Sky. Yeah, that just means nothing to Sky. She just knows that this is like a (laughs) pilot who kicks ass. Right. She's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. And then they come up with some uh, undisclosed dumb plan, and uh, May dislocates her wrist uh escapes and then yep. promptly murders a dude with said dislocated wrist oh, um, the sound of her dislocating her it, wrist and then they're just like terrible. that's her wrist yeah and i was like oh god yeah. no yeah like i i love the moment where she pops it out and fist just goes what the hell in the most <laughs> scottish yeah. accent ever yeah it's 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 very <laughs> funny because um fitz is it, it's just another moment of fitz being just like a squeamish boy um and yeah, he's great i love him um, but he is so squeamish in this this first season <laughs> oh, God. 
And yeah, but it is such a power move, just dislocating your wrist uh, to escape these bindings. Hopping into a car. Well, it's not. It's not even that. Wall. It's it's like uh, like doing some parkour shit to do like a ledge takedown, but with your legs on this dude who's watching them, and then only <laughs> after doing that, re like set your wrist, <laughs> like. Right. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even, like, her face doesn't even change when she pops it yeah. back in. It's just, yeah. like, it just yeah. happens. And she's yeah. like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I just love May. She's such a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, I, I, hold on. I do want to go back to that conversation uh, that Sky had with War just a moment, because I skipped over i forgot i wrote this down in my notes which is i just wrote down that sky is a twitter leftist um and we can move on <laughs> oh yeah she definitely is she comes into this it comes into the scene and she's like what about those tweets huh mm-hmm. and it's like hmm like sky just yeah, she, the, yeah. sky i love sky she like lot. embodies yeah like the twitter leftist <laughs> which honestly mood <laughs> yeah good for her yeah <laughs> honestly put more twitter leftists on tv yeah um then we get more of reyes being a bad guy i also wrote down here uh love to pull a ubisoft and just make an entire south american country fascist (laughs) i don't know if it's the entire government that they're making fascists. i i was she was camilla acting as a rogue agent i don't think so i I don't think so i don't I, they don't. They don't make it clear. They don't make it clear, but also at the same time, there's a rebellion <laughs> happening in the country. Yeah. So. And the thing is, like, it seems like she says, like, the betrayal. I decided to betray you when your team was like a mess or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah. that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Because also her. Obviously, yeah. obviously this was planned. Uh, yeah. Also, sh- yeah, but there's and like scan it out, and if they were not like a hundred people that they had to shoot. That they could yeah. just be like, yeah, this is ours now. Yeah, but at the same, and also at the same time, the other reason why I said that, like, they're this show is just making this entire country fascist is because she reveals that the reason why she knew what the OE4 was before Shield did is because her government had commissioned it from Hydra like decades yeah. ago. Oh, they so, did mention, yeah. So you know, it's not a great time over here. They said that it got lost in in the jungle but to me like you'd think if that thing was giving off high levels of radiation you could be like oh yeah well, yeah it's whatever Anyways. well we don't know the exact time frame on like when this was made because i mean hydra being german was like in the 40s because they're a nazi allegory right yeah uh or... so we don't know exactly like yeah when this when, when. was made um, also, just for the record, because I know this is going out onto the internet, I know that Ubisoft didn't make the country fascist, but uh, <laughs> they did care. They did do something. They did do that. I know what they they did. The yeah. Ghost Recon Wildlands is a bad game. Anyway. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about Far Cry. See, I thought it was Far Cry 2, um, and I was Google because I wanted to make sure I was getting that right, but no, it was... Um, because Ghost Recon Wildlands was set in Bolivia, um, and they just uh, portrayed Bolivia as this entirely like cartel-ridden, like just like hellhole, basically. So much so that oh, the that government sucks. of Bolivia sued Ubisoft. Wow. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. Um, Damn. I mean, more power to them. Yeah, yeah go them. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. Uh, discourse in the gaming community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Reyes accuses Coulson of having a midlife crisis, which is kind of like her best moment, honestly. Um, it, is, it is her best moment. Uh, where she basically accuses him of just like, you... Uh, Put together, you got this like shiny. You got this flying man cave. You surround yourself with ad- attractive people, and you got a red Corvette. You're just trying. You're just going through a midlife crisis, my man. Um, Colson has the. And she's not entirely. She's wrong. not entirely wrong, but also Colson just immediately owns it and just goes like, "Well, it's more of an afterlife crisis." Yeah. <laughs> um, which oh, yeah. Coulson. Very on brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then May, immediately after murdering a dude, uh, smashes a car through the lab doors. Which they were all like, great. "Oh, how do we get out? What do we do?" And then May just like comes into frame with a yeah with a Toyota and just smashes through the doors. <laughs> yeah, a Toyota. I mean, that's a that's a shield regulated vehicle. <laughs> it's not just a Toyota. <laughs> maybe they commissioned Toyotas. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they do. I don't know. Um, I have. Two notes here that I don't know. Well, oh, if they're like the later. rest of the the um the MCU, they commissioned Lexus because they have a brand deal with Lexus. Oh yeah, oh. that's probably what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and it turns out the dumb plan that they had was to use to remotely activate the laser using the dwarves to smash a hole in the side of the bus, which um now we are officially caught up to the cold open. Um, yes. Uh, I think I do want to mention there's the point where he actually has to tell uh, the airplane place where it's like, yep, everything is good. Blue skies ahead. Or I forget what his specific Blue line skies is. from here on out. Yeah, that's what it was. And he looks at the drone and they're like, oh. Yeah, well, th- he doesn't even spot the drone before he says it. Like he. Yeah, he does. He oh, spot- does he? Because he, he's like hesitating. He spots the drone and then he says it and then the explosion happens. Because yeah, he braces, because yeah. he he like he was untying himself, but then he knows yes, the drone yes, and he yes. ties himself and he grabs the bar behind him so he doesn't get sucked out of the plane. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah, it is. I yeah, that is an important note because he does he does give in to what Reyes, um, Camilla. Well, is I asking wouldn't him say he gives in. Gives he in knows what's a... about to happen. Like yeah, he knows, he knows what's but it's one of those things coming. where it's just like either either way, it's either he he either does not want to sacrifice his team enough so that he'd be willing to give it up to to go along with her demands or he has enough confidence in his team to go along with her demands knowing that yeah. that they can right. they can fix it um which again Colson is great um uh yes they blow out then there's like a fight scene while the plane is crashing because May's trying to retake the cockpit so there's nobody kind of like at the stick so and it's there's just, a giant hole in the side of the it's just a whole thing and then um, Coulson saves Camilla she's about to fly out she, he saves her um, whoopee uh, and then ties her up to, and the, ties pole. Her up to the pole um, and then Sky has the brilliant idea because she got hit in the face <laughs> with a safety pamphlet um, of uh, using a life raft uh, to kind of like plug up the hole. Um, I I also love how that's a callback because that's what uh, Ward gave her when she hopped on. And he was yeah, like, you're gonna want to read up yeah, on this. Yeah, um, somebody makes a comment at some point about like you're the only one who's ever read. Yeah, it, it was Ward. <laughs> it was Ward later. 
yeah. Um, yeah. And can we all just agree that that Lifecraft would have been immediately obliterated? Yeah, that's I, not going to work. I don't know, because, like, on one hand, I think it's total bullshit. But on the other hand, I'm like, those, like, if you've ever, like, been in, like, a rafting raft or something, like a whitewater rafting raft, I mean, those things are pretty fucking... They're yeah, hardcore. <laughs> but, like, that's a lot of pressure in the cabin, you know? It is. It is a lot of pressure in the cabin. Yeah. I like, don't know. Like, I, there's, like, some vacuum shit going on there, and I'm like, I don't know if this would actually work. Yeah. But it it, <laughs> it, it it's like works bullshit. It works enough for TV, which, you know, I'm a fan of Fast and Furious, so I can deal with it. <laughs> um, Play Fast and really loose with the physics here. Before we uh, skip over the fight scene or, or, or what, uh, I want to mention that Ward tries to save a dude, but then just drops him out of the plane. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> yeah, he tries to save him. Well, what happens is he tries to save him, and then the sleeve that he was all holding onto, or like the piece of his clothing that he was holding onto, rips, and the guy just goes flying out. And Ward's just like, "Well, yeah, um, yeah." yeah it's just like, he's well, dead that's now. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, look, there's only so much you could do at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weren't uh, other people like drop him, drop him though, and he was just like holding on until it ripped? I, I no. don't know. I think he just gets knocked down at some point, and Ward like lunges out to make sure he doesn't fly out of the plane. And then he flies out of the plane because his shirt rips. Yeah, right. Um, it's a very unfortunate series of events. Yeah, that man is dead. Yeah, <laughs> that that's man when is we dead. Get the, that's when we get the shot at the beginning of the episode, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. That's definitely the man that flies out of the. Um. The cockpit there. Or yeah. not the cockpit, but the plane. Yeah, the side of the plane. Yeah, and then Sky saves them with the life raft. Uh, everything is hunky-dory. Everyone is dead except for Camilla. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Fine. And, Fine. Uh, yeah, then we get that moment where it's just like, where the fuck did, like, why did you do that? And Sky's just like, I read the safety pamphlet. And we're just like, you might have been the only one to ever read the safety pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Coulson turns to Camilla and he's like still dot my team or whatever yeah Coulson's also a little bit disappointed that his plane has been wrecked but you know yeah well, yeah um he's not the only one yeah yeah <laughs> it's fine it's fine um and yeah there's like a yay teamwork we got the job done together moment uh well, we talk. We we do introduce the slingshot program. Yes, I was. Yeah, I was about to get there, but there is a moment where they're sitting around the destroyed bar, uh, and they just like, a, "Well, we did it!" And uh, Sky pours Coulson like a whiskey or something in like a shattered glass. Um, yeah. And yeah. Which I'm like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's shards of glass. Yeah. In your mouth. Right. Mm. Uh, a little irony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they, uh, the team arrives at the slingshot, revealing that they plan to destroy the 084. Sky, uh, the brief... I, so I wasn't sure. I They kept calling it the slingshot, and I was like, okay. And then I didn't realize until now that the slingshot was just a, a place. Yes. And it wasn't like a... A thing. Yeah. So this thing. So it's a place for the program. Yeah. So it's it, the there's a lot of there's a lot of this kind of thing in Shield, like the idea of like the bus, the slingshot, like the blank. Um, right. Right. Where it's both the name of the place and also the program. Like this is the slingshot program where they launch stuff into the sun. Um, mm-hmm. And because the idea is that like there's some things that they have accepted are too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have to shoot them into the sun. Yeah. yeah, so they can be destroyed. <laughs> um, Which is honestly, like, a pretty good program. Yeah, but, like, if 
I'd be worried if you shot a nuclear device into the sun. If it was powerful enough, it might have some sort of repercussion. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a good idea until, like, until you started dealing with alien shit, and then maybe don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, like, something like this small, where it's yeah, not going to be yeah. too crazy, is probably fine yeah. to shoot up there. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, so they're at the slingshot now. Uh, there's another brief exchange with Coulson and Sky where uh, they kind of, like, reconfirm that Sky's gonna be on the team despite everything that just unfolded uh sky asked colson if he hooked up with camilla colson says it's classified really had to put that in yeah Yeah, Yeah, um and ward then rescinds oh they also mentioned that camilla is going to that the peruvian government is going to negotiate with shield for camilla's release yeah because we're all itching to find out what happens to camilla (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm so interested in her storyline. Um, I can't wait till she comes back in two seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't ruin anything for me, guys. Um, I'm not gonna say shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ward then rescinds his earlier dismissals. He kind of confides in May and, and rescinds his earlier dismissals of Sky, uh, and says that you know, with a lot of work, she could become a real good asset. Um, and May hints that if she is going to be a field agent that she's going to need an so um and ward is a ward kind of like says like okay sure yeah i'll do it um and is also a complete dumbass it's just like you were talking about me right and she's like okay ward um and yeah the the episode kind of like comes to a close fitzsimmons crack a cold one with the boys oh yeah um, <laughs> You had that. You were sitting on that joke this whole I time. I was. It's in the. I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the note. Yeah, like I just love that because they when they come up with like Simmons is holding a beer and Fitz is also holding a beer and an entire cooler presumably full of beers yeah. and they just sit on the edge of the hangar Did and you watch this rocket take to off. Fitz rocket facts. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And He's yeah, and, but it's also like like Sky mentioned like kind of like brings it up that and basically establishes that they also got blasted <laughs> right before they brought the beers up to everyone else um <laughs> which is just great i love the two of them yeah and there's some nice uh team bonding moments where they're all just kind of sitting watching this rocket take off uh there's some chill guitar music and the 084 is yeeted directly into the sun um <laughs> just fucking yeeted uh and then this alien artifact oh, empty yeah. um and yeah then the kind of chill guitar music take this really nice turn actually i love the music in this show um where it kind of becomes more obvious that sky takes out her phone and she receives a message from the rising tide um asking her if she is still on track uh and she responds with a hacker voice i'm in can I just say that note? You you have that note in here, and I'm like, that's definitely how I read it when I watched. The yeah, episode. like it's like that photo UI on our phone is this like hacker terminal oh, ass thing, neon green on the black. And yeah, it's like running it's Linux like or so something. like stereotypical hacker. Yeah, <laughs> and like she literally responds with like I know I made the joke that it's just hacker voice I'm in, but she literally responds with I'm in, <laughs> and she's a hacker, so and I don't know what you want from me. Is that that's not a phone? That's like a PDA, right? Okay, but this is, like, remember, this show premiered in, like... Yeah, this is 2013, so... Oh, that's 2013, so... No, no, Okay, no, yeah, smartphones... Okay, but... 
there there were smartphones, but they were just starting to like become a thing. I guess they were just getting big, yeah. Maybe. Like but the thought that I somebody had... was holding a PDA in twenty thirteen is wild to me. <laughs> I think it was a Blackberry actually. <laughs> Great. Oh, maybe it No, I don't think it had a keyboard on. I would know because if she had a hacker keyboard on her phone, that well, would it was be just like a cordy. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna go back to the episode. Um, <laughs> I'll look yeah, it up you here. look it up because uh, I'm gonna do the the quick post logo scene where we get the shield logo, uh, and then there's a quick scene with uh, our one of our patented season one cameos uh, of Nick Fury. Um, I can't wait for them to continue doing these yeah. cameos throughout the entire show. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson shows up with his signature eye patch, uh, giving Coulson a lot of shit for destroying his plane, um, and says that he needs to fix it up as soon as possible, and that you can't install a fish tank. Yeah. You can't get no fish tank. No fish tank. Uh, and then as soon as uh, Fury goes off screen, uh, Coulson puts a hand to his ear and says, okay, we have to kill the fish tank. Kill the fish tank. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see a fish tank on this uh, he, flying bus, personally. He don't, does they get the, don't they get a fish tank, though? I could have swore there's a fish tank on a bus. I, I would love it tank. if the next episode they came back and there's just a fish tank in the bus now. I'm pretty sure that there's a fish tank. Okay, I have the official verdict. Yes. We're all dumb. It's definitely a smartphone. Okay, it is definitely, it's a, definitely smart... a smartphone. Okay, that's a... that UI. Okay, to be fair, that UI. No, that UI is definitely fake. Like this is some Hollywood. <laughs> well, definitely, shit. yeah. Um, but the the phone itself is like definitely a smartphone. Okay, okay. We weren't all. That's better. Yeah, 2013 was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long time ago. I know it feels <laughs> like I know it feels like the past four months have been like a year, <laughs> or like fucking a decade, honestly. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. yeah. I do also want to mention from the post logo scene, Nick Fury also says that Sky is a liability again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sky. Or risk. I think he uses the term risk. Yeah. Because she is unknown, so. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Unknown variables. Because it doesn't really give a shit about what Nick Fury says, so. No, he's just like, yes, sir. Um, yeah. What is it? it was something about authority or something that. Talking to me about authority. Talking to me about authority, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the that's episode two. Um, We did it. Recording. My God, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Um, So yeah, any closing thoughts? I know that we we spent a little bit more time than we probably should, but there was a a lot less in this episode to kind of unpack than the first one. Yeah, I don't have any real closing. I just. I don't know. I like these kind of episodes where it's just like, let's get the team bonded, uh, get them all like accustomed to each other. You, you don't get a lot of that in the later episodes of shows like this, in my experience. So. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. it's a really nice thing, especially for me, who, um, me and Luca. I would assume I don't want to see for you, Luca, but like, it's it's just nice to see this kind of like for, formative. Um, episodes yeah like right. it really just you're getting to know these characters and they're getting to know each other and it's just nice to see where they began but yeah i think in that case it doesn't sound like we have much else to talk about um did we did you watch the pre do they have previews for the next episode no no, they, no i don't think i don't so. think they 
Okay. I'm watching on Netflix. I mean, yeah, right. I Same. Um, the next episode is called The Asset. So. Yes. Oh, I wonder who the asset might be. Who is it? <laughs> we will never we don't know. know. We will never know. Uh, we'll never know. But we won't know until another year. <laughs> the description. See you guys in 2021. The description on Netflix is when brilliant scientist Dr. Franklin Hall is kidnapped, Agent Coulson and his shield team must race against the clock to locate him. Yeah. So Yeah. Ooh. So look forward to that in Look forward to that. Probably two uh, weeks, I think. I think we said we've kind of established that our release schedule is gonna be every two weeks. Um I think we're back on schedule. Now. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we stay, stay on, on schedule. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have anywhere to go because we can't leave our house. Yep. <laughs> um, Fair point. Yeah. Not, yeah. So you at home have no excuse to listen along with us and watch <laughs> Agents of Shit because it's a good show. Um, it is a good show. Yeah. We don't know what day we're going to be releasing on um, kind of going forward, but we'll figure that out. It's going to be every two weeks. It's going to be a little haphazard for the first couple of episodes, I imagine. Um and just get things rolling like yeah uh so yeah thank you for listening um and uh kind of just kind of as show it's to abnormal mapping who are kind enough to have us on their network uh they do a really really good games podcast called abnormal mapping as well as a bunch of other stuff that you can find at abnormalmapping.com um and go check out their patreon which is patreon.com slash abnormal mapping uh if you subscribe to their one dollar tier like i do you can listen to the great gundam project which is fantastic i've um, heard so many good things it's about so that. good it's really good um and yeah um also thanks to mel uh, Melina Caron, who did our podcast art, and uh, which is also our Twitter banner and Twitter icon, because it's fantastic. Um, you should, everyone should go follow her at Squirrel Twirl, Squirrel Curls on Twitter. Um, she's a really great artist. Um, she's amazing. Yeah, and I suppose uh, we're about to get into the spoiler section with just me and Luca, so uh, we'll I'll say thank you to you, Buck. And goodbye. Hey, goodbye. Bye. Um, yeah, and for all of you who are listening who do not want to stick around for this part of the section, um, goodbye to you and thank you for listening. Yeah, we will be discussing spoilers up till the end of season six. Yes. So if you are not um, up to that point in the show yet, I would suggest not staying around. Yeah, or if you don't care about spoilers, you know, come and join us. Yeah. But Yeah, or if you don't yeah, care. Yeah, but we also won't. <laughs> Whatever. Be, oh, Buck just left. <laughs> okay, bye, Buck. Okay. Um, okay. But we also won't be talking about... Um, uh, we won't be talking about anything in context, so we're just going to assume people know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Join us there after a short musical break, I think. All right. Bye. Welcome to the spoiler section of The Bus, uh, episode two. And, yeah... I don't have a lot here, but I know you mentioned that you do. I do have quite a bit, actually, because this show is, like, so into callbacks to season one, especially in the later seasons. It's, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. But I guess, like, going 
chronologically. Unless you have, do you have stuff that you want to talk about? Um, I have, hold on, what do I have? Um, uh, I already talked about Skyward, so that can fuck, they can fuck off. Oh um, my god. Every time I see the early Skyward, I'm like, I can see how people would ship this before yeah. knowing that Ward was evil. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing, is that, yeah, one, that it sucks that they kept shipping them after Ward did his heel turn. Yeah. But also the thing uh, I also have down here, it took me a while to decipher this, but I have a note that I marked as a spoiler that just says fuck off, Ward. Um, and I realized that I took that during the scene when Ward is doing like that whole, like, ooh, Sky could be a good field agent bit. Um, mm-hmm. Where, because the thing is that going back, because I, when I got into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, uh, I had been following, it was because I had been following your blog on it for a while. Yeah. Um, so I already had a lot of stuff spoiled spoiled for me, namely the fact that Ward sucks. Um, yeah. And so I was like, the first time I was going through it, uh, I was just like, this guy sucks. I don't like this guy. Um, but then, like on subsequent ones, I, I started to realize that, like, oh, if I didn't know that, I would have yeah. really liked Ward. Even though Ward's like not like. I like Ward as a character, um, and I like the dynamic yeah. that he brings in the fact that he's just a huge dumbass. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, like, first, so it sucks that they did that, but also, like, watching this again now, it's just like, oh, no, Ward is actually a character type in this in this first, like, bit of season one that I could really get behind as, like, a, oh, he's just, like, he's just a fucking huge dumbass, and I love him for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy to, like, <laughs> to just go back and look at, because, like, Brett Dalton, who plays Ward, did not know about the turn. Like, nobody knew about the turn. So he was playing him straight. Like, he really thought that Ward was, like, this straight-laced guy who, like, had a sketchy past and, like, but he was good. <laughs> but he was not yeah. good. And that heel turn is still all-time greatest heel turns, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah. we'll, On, yeah, we'll like, get there. Like, I dare anyone who is watching season one, like, straight up to n- tell me that that was not a, the yeah, best twist like, ever. Yeah, like, it's, even when I saw it coming, like, just the moment is is fantastic. But that's not the episode that we're on. Uh, but yeah. that is the only note that I had about spoilers. It's just uh, okay. complaining about Ward. Well, yeah, that's fair. Because he can definitely complain about it. Um... Yeah, I just I think it's so funny when you look back at um, Sky's crush on or uh, not Sky's crush, uh, Fitz's crush on Sky here in this first couple episodes because he like up until season six he is like the most naive boy in the whole world, and he seriously has no idea what the hell's going on. So he sees Sky as like this pretty new thing, and he's like, ah, oh, crush. And then, like, as soon as Gemma almost dies, yeah. he's like... See, like, I, I don't know. This might just be my <laughs> ace-ass, like, um, doing this. But, like, I still... And also because, like... Uh, but at the same time, Die Hard Fitzsimmons shipper. Where it's just, like, I don't see Fitz's attachment to Sky early on as, like, a crush. Um, uh, I see it as a crush, not so much in this episode. But the... Um, there's one where it's, like, super evident that it's, like... Maybe. And it, it's just like it's like nothing. It's like nothing past skin deep, really. 
Yeah, but yeah, like I I can definitely see that reading of it. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, oh, here's this person who's so different from everything that I'm used to, and it's exciting that I get to be the one to kind of like bring them in, um, and just kind of yeah. like it's like a new, like, it's a new possibility of like friendship, um, yeah. Which you get the sense that Fitz doesn't, Fitz doesn't get a lot of that. How yeah. Many friends? Um, <laughs> So yeah. that, that's kind of my take on it. <laughs> yeah, I love how they they literally mention, like, one friend ever that Fitz has, and it's, like, somebody... It's the guy who gives him, like, the hollow stuff um, in episode one when they're, like, doing the research. Like, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's yeah. probably dead because he was working at, like, the Triskelion, and it got <laughs> yeah. fucked up. So he's, de- he's dead now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just thought that was, I, I always think that his little puppy crush on Sky is pretty cute. Yeah, it, it, regardless of, yeah, regardless of, like, what, if it's, like, you think it's romantic or platonic, it, it is still, like, a really nice moment, especially considering the friendship that they do have yes. later on. Oh my god, I, it's um, one of my best, my favorite friendships of the whole show. Yeah, like, I, like, bro TV for life, honestly, yeah. like, just fuck me up with that shit like i'll take a good like, bro tp over a good I, otp any day i'm of so the week. excited for season two because we get so much of it in season two mm-hmm. it's it's exciting uh also this is the episode where we get the peru selfie very important it follows us through the yes rest of the show i missed that yeah oh. the peru selfie they take a little yeah. selfie outside the temple and they have it yeah. for the rest of the show which is really cute yeah like that's, that's one of the oh. pictures that Gemma takes with her yeah, it's really that's really really good. Yeah. I I just, just love these me up, honestly. So much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we get the stuff about the shield having authority over different countries. Yes. Yeah, that's a good. Which is definitely it this is like a tiny little breadcrumb of what is to come later, but Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I I did I did re-listen to the first episode so I know I talked about this a lot and I know I talked about this like earlier in this episode too but like it's just Agents of Shield as a show really likes to question whether or not this kind of organization works or is good at all and yeah. like it seems to a lot of times say no it's not it's really bad actually giving this kind of organization this kind of unilateral power isn't good yeah (laughs) um and um yeah because it comes back to bite them in the ass so many times uh yeah like at the end of the season when shield falls like it's like the worst thing ever (laughs) yeah but at the same time like they only really they seem to come back to that well the only reason why it's bad is if you have bad actors in it yeah um which I have very strong disagreements with, um, but um, so it's it's this weird, frustrating thing where, on the one hand, it, it takes a step and goes far enough to say this shit is bad and fucked up and should be the way that it is, but at the same time, they're just like, but also, <laughs> what if everyone who was in charge was great? Then it'd be great. Um, then it'd be then it'd be fantastic. Then we should give them more unilateral power. <laughs> I mean, um, I will say, 
I totally agree with you. They seesaw back and forth on like where they come down on this all the time. And I'm still not, I still don't know where they're a hundred percent going for like with the end of season seven. Like it seems like they were on the path to like being reinstated at the end of uh, like in season six, but like man, I don't even know if we have time for that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> season seven. I I because I saw the season seven. This it's been a while since I saw the season seven trailer, but I was just looking at the Wikipedia page before we started recording because uh, we were discussing when it comes out, um, and. It said that it was talking, like, the plot of Season 7 would be um, a tour through, because time travel is a thing, a tour through S.H.I.E.L.D.'s history, and also tie, just tie up all the loose ends from the rest of the series, which, you know, that's a good thing to do in your last season, honestly. Um, Rather than pull, what was the season where they said it could end here if we don't get renewed, and then it's just the most bullshit ending? Oh my god, fucking Season (laughs) 5, and they killed off Fitz at the end. had a conniption because i was like fuck all of you people oh that was so fucking funny because like yeah going into that just, that finale and just it, being like this show could end here this this, is the this, end. Could, this has a very real chance of being the end and it just being the most bullshit ending possible oh my god like i wanted to like fly if okay if i had seen that episode before it was confirmed that they had been renewed I seriously would have like lost my shit. Yeah, it would have been so. That was like that was so bad. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it seems like, but because that show's moving so quickly now, I don't think they'll really have time to revisit it. Even though the idea of going back through Shield's history seems like the perfect way to do that to actually like come down and have a hard stance at the end of the show. I don't think that they're gonna do it just based on the fact that they've been so. not even Fence City, but like you said, like seesawing back and forth, that uh, I really yeah. don't think that they're gonna... Maybe it'll just be a matter of which side the seesaw happens to land on by the time they uh, have to end the series. Yeah, because the thing that I've always assumed is that da- Daisy is being set... I almost said Sky. <laughs> yeah, same. I've been very careful to say Sky in the regular episodes. Is that Daisy has been set up to be yeah. the next like director But like. Field. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know if we know have time we for have that, time but for also, that. <laughs> like, the idea of it, there being a director of S.H.I.E.L.D. again, kind of just, like, if they if they do do that, then that kind of says where they fall, which is just that, yeah. like, oh, back we're to the status quo. back to the start. Yeah, we're right back where we started. And, yeah. Um, which I could, I, I want to say that I can't believe that's where the show would go, but, <laughs> but I can, can very you? much believe that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the the major questions that I think everyone has going into season seven is like, what is the actual end game? Is the end game like Shield coming back? Is the end game like a different form of Shield that's like less powerful? Yeah. Is it like more inhuman based? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a it, yeah. It is a real shame that what they what they seem to be setting up here in the first season that I really love is just this this hinting at this idea that oh this shield is a lot bigger and because um, in the in the shield was always meant to be the kind of like boots on the ground perspective of just like oh this is how all the MCU shit affects normal people and like what it means to have all this shit in the real world yeah and so 
and shield in that case has just been like basically like oh this the this is the government organization that deals with superheroes and like that's where it ends so they have like all this like cool technology and everything but like and but then what shield seems to be proposing is just like questioning that's like oh what does it actually mean for a government organization um quote-unquote government like global government i guess but it's just so blatantly like american um yeah that like that's not even really a thing um that like what does that mean to give that kind of organization such incredible like yeah power uh and then it just goes what and then it just like dumps that in the trash can and then brings it out whenever it feels convenient <laughs> yeah so some other things um these are sort of related to each other but we see this whatever this blaster thingy alien blaster is again when they have the break in at the sandbox and uh ward finds it and uses it to shoot the concrete to get the gravitonium out of the floor yeah. so yeah that's that's the thing that happens later and speaking of the slingshot program is totally <laughs> yep <bullshit>. yep uh, <laughs> that's see that's another reason why like they think like <sighs> Because the idea that it's just bad actors is total bullshit. Because, like, once, because the idea, the question that they bring up, even in and of itself, and then they just kind of don't answer this question at all, which is just that, like, Hydra, it wasn't Hydra that made the Slingshot program bullshit. It was Shield. Like, for the, like, yeah. it, it becomes this question of, like, where does Hydra end and Shield begin? And the fact that it is just, like, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's like a smooth gradient. Um, and they just kind of drop that question, which is, really frustrating but also yeah the slingshot program is bullshit uh they it's uh, just so funny to like they're like like fits especially is so in, in like encapsulated with oh like they send it out to the sun and we're doing like a good thing which they like it, if this was real definitely definitely yeah. did a good thing yeah and then you find yeah. out later that actually all this like very dangerous stuff has just been kept in this one facility for them to like study. Yeah, it's very much like a um like a a kind of like this these are a bunch of people who buy into the idealism of Shield. Yeah. Um and Col even Coulson who who has been in it long enough to know that that's not true, which is the reason why he's putting together this team in the first place is because he wants that to be true. Yeah. Um is kind of like willing to pull the wool over his own eyes, um, whereas everyone just ha like hasn't gotten rid of it yet in the first place. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting, especially Sky, who's like who at the beginning is skeptical and then slowly gets brought in, and then uh, is immediately just shown that like oh no, this is actually a really terrible place yeah. to be. It's so funny to me how. I mean, I, I guess it speaks a lot to Sky's character, but, like, man, if I went through all this bullshit and was, like, this is, like, my home and my new family and, like, this mission means a lot to me, and then at the end of the season it's, like, actually everybody's evil and everything you know is a lie. <laughs> It'd be a hard pill to swallow, man. Especially, yeah, because the, the big moment there for Sky also is that, like, she just becomes an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then what yeah. that means is is to be an agent of hydra essentially and it yeah. like having that like given to you and then taken away immediately or not even taken away taken away but also made to be like this shitty th this bad really yeah. bad thing 
like, like fucking sucks. It, it was like the badge of honor she was going for, and yeah. then it was like actually this is like the worst thing you could possibly have been. Yeah. Then we get <sighs> we get we also got a moment. I forgot about to write this down, but one thing that I also thought about coming back to Sky was just that like when Coulson is explaining an 084 to her, he's just like yeah. it's an an, an object of unidentified origin kind of like you which is very funny because she's she is like literally an 084 she's well she was like she was one she literally was an 084 because yeah they like say that like in the episode where they talk about um the agent finding her or whatever like she was literally an 084 i did not catch that the first time but you're right that was i i mean i have to imagine that jed mo knew that <laughs> well because yeah that happens in season one right two. Oh, do, is it two season two okay yeah, it's two because like that's when all the inhuman shit goes down season two yes and secret shield yes oh yeah secret shield great oh secret shield yeah oh man good time okay but this isn't yeah, this isn't secret shield exactly but it made me think of it it's just like you can't call shield not an american organization when in fucking like season whatever the fuck the patriot becomes oh, yeah. the director the like patriot. fuck off <laughs> oh good old good old mace yeah Remember we all look mace, mace i we him? all yeah i all i always like i went back and forth on mace so hard like like he went like from he's like the most polarizing character for me personally <laughs> um but you know what Mace, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mace. I'll you, give you that much. You were a hero in the end. Even though yeah. I spent the whole season thinking you were evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, there's just... And I also just, like... Again, I said this in the first episode, but... It is so hard to look at this young, innocent Fitz and Simmons... Knowing where they end up. <laughs> yeah. They're so broken at the end of yep. season six. Oh, my God. Poor babies. Yeah. Like the last time I saw Fitz smile like that was just like too long ago. I know. Uh, no. I I seriously cannot wait for season six though, or uh, episode six though. Yeah. Uh, the start of the breaking. The we com- yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be complaining about the fans just like oh, like it's so nice to see Fitz being so happy and like Fitz Simmons just like be like buddies together and everything but as yeah. soon as the pain starts to hit we're just gonna be like this is the shit this is what we this were ready for <laughs> i mean i just i really am excited for buck's reaction because this is like that's like the first episode where we get like a real emotional gut punch yeah like it goes it goes off of the chain like so fast like it because yeah what's the, the episode before because it's the it's the franklin hall bit and then yeah. Hold on, let me bring up Netflix. What's episode four? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is it? It's 084, that's the asset. Uh, I Spy. I Spy, oh right, yeah. And Girl in the Flower Dress. Yes, so, yeah, okay, so after this, it's a little bit of, like, big picture plot stuff, and then, yeah. and then just immediately, like, fucking, like, gut punch. Yeah, like, because I Spy and Girl in the Flower Dress are both introducing the concept of um, the clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it just immediately goes into. 
<laughs> the virus. Yep. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that episode four and five are where it starts to kind of get real. Like, I Spy takes, like, a pretty dark, goes to a pretty dark place, like, for yeah. the show, especially considering everything that comes before it. Um, yeah. And the girl in the flower dress is, like, um, fairly, like, creepy. Like, Raina's always been, like, regardless of whether or not you think she's, like, well-written or whatever, she's always been, like, fairly creepy. Uh, like, a yeah. pretty good creepy character. So, like, it, it kind of adopts, like, this more um, tense tone for those two episodes. Yeah, um, yeah and you, it's, like, the first taste of, like, the the season Big Bad yeah, that we have. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, ultimately, the clairvoyant is garrett yeah which i also think that's like a all-time good reveal too because like yeah the the idea of a clairvoyant just isn't interesting for me in this show um i i think it was always supposed to be just like odd that like that would be the villain you know yeah yeah like everyone in the show voices it individually they're like this is not real yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i'd much but, rather yeah, have like... a fucking like secret fascist as my villain then uh uh fucking fortune teller or whatever yeah yeah i i really love the end of this season because garrett is like garrett and ward are some of my favorite villains yeah and reyna she i mean i like yeah. reyna too as a villain especially um, i especially like garrett too because he's not just like your run of the mill like nazi fascist he's like a fascist of opportunity <laughs> yeah it really is he's just like you know what I'm going to fuck around and end the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he's a great villain. I yeah. And I and again, like his turn is so good because like Coulson like corners him and they have this whole argument. And he's like, "Well, I never told anybody like this detail." And then Garrett's like, "Oh, yeah, you told me like whenever." And he's like, "No, I didn't." And then it's just like instantly the tone changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. I, lo- uh, yeah, I've. That is such a sad loss because he, especially in this show, just like the way that he plays Garrett before and after the turn is just like so yeah. good. Yeah. Well. But yeah, I think that's all the notes I have. Yeah. Uh. I'm just excited because we're. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. The good stuff. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, next episode is going to be interesting. Um. Oh, here's the thing that we should maybe start doing in these sections. What are you excited about for next episode? Next episode is the asset. Okay, so Gravitonium. Yeah. It's the first time we're going to see Gravitonium, yeah. obviously. Which is definitely something that's a big deal. Yeah. Surprisingly later yeah. in the series. Um, and we get introduced to Ian Quinn. Mm-hmm. Who I hate as a person, but he has a big role to play yeah he's probably my favorite like b tier uh early shield villain um because like all the other ones are just so bad (laughs) for me like i really don't like any of them i really don't like fucking um what's his name dr mr hyde bullshit like i really don't like the squad that he puts together um later on yeah um and like all of the villains like just in the these first few seasons are just not great um yeah i think they had to really hit their stride with the show before they could introduce interesting yeah um so ian quinn is definitely my favorite which i mean having the rich billionaire asshole be my favorite villain is again just extremely on brand for me and totally predictable but you know (laughs) um 
whatever. But yeah, there's a it, reason brands are a thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think I'm excited for one. Yeah, Ian Quinn is is fine. <laughs> um, but also like it's it's ice or the asset really stands out to me as like a very good, um, kind of just showing where size priorities are. Um, yeah. And kind of getting a little bit of a better sense of like what she's after. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me because like like we don't find out. I don't think we find out in that episode about her like ties to her boyfriend or whatever. Um, I think that comes later. But like, it's definitely setting it up, and like yeah. we're learning about Sky and who yeah. she is. And Here's another thing stuff. that I learned also. Franklin Hall in the comics, in the Marvel comics, because I don't read the comics, but I, I found this out when I was looking up stuff. Um, he was the original Graviton, or whoever the fuck um, uh, General Talbot becomes. Yeah. Everyone thought he was gonna be, like, a big bad in the show, like, when this was airing, and then he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Because when he went into the Gravitonium, everyone was like, oh, well, obviously they're setting this up for, like, a reveal. Yeah. That he's, like, the Gravitonium guy, but it didn't happen. Yeah. No, nope. and so we got Talbot, which, honestly, that's still that's still up there for, for me, too. Like... I mean, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I think it's interesting when I look at like plot points like that, and you're like, did they drop it, yeah. or did they just like decide that it wasn't going well? Like, I, I, w- I would love to know the decisions made there, because like they set a lot of stuff up, and not all of it is necessarily paid off in the way you would expect. Yeah. Yeah, and we could talk about that more definitely. Uh, yeah. Next episode. Next week. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just excited to see more of my happy babies before they yep. get traumatized. Yep. Well, we got uh, how many? We got three more episodes before then. So. Three more episodes. <sighs> the pain. Yep. It's coming. All right. It, coming. it comes and it doesn't stop. <laughs> it really just never stops. Because after that, we have tracks. We do have tracks. Which is episode. 13. Yeah. Which is a big, big episode. A lot of angst. Yeah. A lot of Sky almost dying. Yeah. Tracks is just one of my all time favorite episodes, I will say. It's a good episode. Yeah. 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 The train mystery is just good, honestly. It's just all, it's just a well written episode. I don't yeah. know who wrote it, but great episode. Yeah. Well done. Um, okay. I don't have anything else to say i don't think i don't think i think i'm good all right um then in that case we'll do our for reals outro this time so yeah basically everything i said before go follow abnormal mapping um on twitter go to abnormalmapping.com where we're at thanks to them again Evan and jackson are great um uh go give money to them at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I forgot to do this before, as Buck pointed out. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the bus pod. I believe that's right. Is that the bus pod? I yeah, think so. we'll get that right. If not, if it's not that, it'll be in the description. 
um, if we figure out how to do descriptions, because I don't think we did one for the first episode, but they'll be fine. Um, and uh, uh, as always, thanks to Melina Caron for our podcast art. You can follow her at Squirrel Curls, the Squirrel Curls. I can fuck that up every time uh, on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, thank you as always for listening. Uh, thank you, Luca, for joining me. Oh yeah, thank um, you for joining me. And we will we'll, see you n- the next time we'll for the yeah next, next time in 2021. <laughs> in 2021, <laughs> at the rate we're going, we might. Um, it might not be a no. joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it might not be a joke, but we've actually the first episode is in the process of actually being put out to the public, yeah. which is wild to think about. So, so um, I have hope. I have ho- we have hopes. Um, and yeah, we'll see you then. Goodbye.